Occupying half of South America's landmass, the Federative Republic of Brazil is the fifth largest country in the world. Brazil boasts 4,600 miles of coastline and has more animal and plant species than any other country in the world. Brazil gained its independence from Portugal after 322 years of Portuguese rule in 1822 and is the only country in all of Latin America to speak Portuguese. I spoke with my friend Eduardo, who lives in one of the largest cities in the world, São Paulo. I loved hearing him talk about how Brazil embraced the Black Lives Matter movement that started in the U.S. to form their own protests in an effort for social activism. Eduardo and I spoke about Brazilian food, but he shared that his family cooks all kinds of food at home and eats dishes from all over the world. Eduardo also emphasized how food represents getting together and having fun being with each other. He also spoke about how technology allows young people to learn, share, and make a difference in the world. Um, I think that maybe because they like were born in a world of like technology, communication, and like more reliable information, I guess. Young people are like definitely they are more open-minded and they see everybody as equal. So I think that that's a lot like definitely not. They don't see racism as okay. Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. Um, hi, my name is Eduardo. I am 14 years old and I am from Sao Paulo in Brazil. Would you say there's a lot of conflict in Brazil? Not like not a lot of conflict, but there are some issues like I think I don't know if you follow the news, but like the pres with the president and things like that, um, politics are like there are some big issues. There's like um, poverty. I think that that's like a big thing as well. Racism. I think it happens a lot in Brazil, probably because like in the past um, there was a lot of slavery. There's a lot of still this thing of like racism and and things like that. Um, conflicts in relations to war. Not really. Uh, Brazil is a neutral country, so it hasn't been involved in like um, big global wars. There were some wars against other countries here in South America. And I think some states, like a couple of states, Sao Paulo, I think, tried to get independence, but not really big wars. Oh, there was also a dictatorship for uh, a, a small period of time as well. The conflict has been from like politics? Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Like the more modern ones. Yeah. All right. And that's more coming from the president or is it coming from like mm, yeah not coming from the president but like he has some different ideas you could say okay so it's interesting you brought up like that there's a lot of racism in brazil so my next question was what issues are most prevalent in brazil like racism sexism or like homophobia um yeah i mean Obviously, they're all um, illegal, right? There are laws against them and things, but um, like there's a big thing about um, police brutality as well. It increases a lot with like uh, black people with, um, compared to other races like white people. Homophobia is illegal. I think it isn't like a very big thing, but there are some cases like sometimes you hear about um, people being homophobic and like aggression. Um, what was the other one? Uh, or like sexism it's just like any kind of social issues like it could even be xenophobia just any just to name a few 
Yeah, um, I think sexism as well. Um, there are like there's a lot of aggression against women. There are specific laws against um, aggression toward women. Um, so it's like it is a big thing uh, here in Brazil. Like um, it happens a lot, unfortunately. So yeah, I think that that's also um, a big thing. Okay, um, I wanted to like bring up. So you said that homophobia is illegal. So like, mm-hmm. let's say if somebody was gonna like did like a an act of discrimination towards someone who is who is LGBT in Brazil, would they get would they be punished or would they get like jail time or anything? Um, yes, I think so. It's a little bit confusing because there isn't actually a law that says it's illegal. It's illegal um, because the justice system. So wait, let me explain. It's a little bit of a long story, but laws, the justice system, because it's like in the United States, there are three. Um, what are they called? Like branches of government. Yeah, exactly. And then the justice one in the uh, legislative, I don't know how you say that. In legislative. Yeah, in the legislative. Um, they didn't make any laws against homophobia, but the justice systems, um, like every court and everything um, treats homophobia as if it is illegal. So yeah, people get punished and there, there is jail time. Wow, that is really interesting and mm-hmm. good. Like it shows people, yeah, hey, uh-huh. these people are just like us. We should we should treat them with respect. Like, you know, yeah, they're exactly. humans. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like people our age in Brazil think that like, you know, being racist is okay? Or like, do you think there's a shift in perspective? No, uh, definitely not. I think that um, not only in Brazil, but like globally, you could say that young people are more like open-minded in a way. I could be a little bit biased right now, but like um, I think that maybe because they like were born in a world of like technology, communication and like more reliable information, I guess. Young people are like definitely they are more open minded and they see everybody as equal. So I think that that's a lot like definitely not. They don't see racism as OK. Awesome. And then would you say the same for like sexism and. Yeah, yeah. For, for all of the social issues. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. Do you keep up with politics and government in Brazil? Um, I do. Yeah, I could say I do. Um, Normally, sometimes, like, um, I think it is very important that everybody is knowledgeable about what's happening in the government and what the country is like. So it's very important to pay attention to what is happening. But sometimes it just becomes a little bit boring. So not all of the time. I don't really know everything that's going on. But yeah, I, I try to be informed. That's awesome. And like, how do you get that information? Do you watch the news? Do you look at social media? Do you talk to your parents or friends? Uh, yeah, normally, like from the news in the TV, I watch the news, but also like on Instagram, I follow some news pages. So I get news from them as well. Um, and there's also this is really interesting. There's a class in my school that's called Brazilian Studies, because it's an international school. It's called Brazilian Studies. And we get some information about like what's going on in the government and how it works and politics and everything. So yeah, also that. That's fun. That's really yeah. fun. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to ask that was like, I was curious if there was any, you know, censorship in Brazil or like when you get when you see the news, is the government trying to like hide anything from the people? Um, I wouldn't say like very big things. I mean, probably, yeah, there are some things that the government tries to hide, but um, it's a pretty like liberal country. There aren't any big um, things that like the press can talk about or anything like that. Do you have like any friends from like different countries or like have you met a lot of people from different countries um 
I mean, there's you. <laughs> um, I met people. I have some friends. I go to an international school, so there are people from other countries when they move to Brazil. Um, some families put them there. Like when the parents work, they bring the children with them. So I know some people from my school, from like uh, South Africa, Japan, India, the United States, even UK, Lebanon, Argentina, Denmark. Um, so like, yeah, oh, but also from, for example, um, UMUN, um, I met some international people as well. So yeah, I'd say that I have some friends from other countries. And out of all the people you've met from like different countries, do you see more like similarities or differences between these people? Mm, like in general? culturally or maybe like the way you guys like all like your guys' perspective on you know different topics or like mm. uh, or like in society as a whole yeah i mean both i see some differences more in like not the ideals thing but like the personalities the cultures and customs of the people so like um yeah definitely in that way but in relation to our perspective or how we see the world not really i think there are some pretty big similarities and like everybody is the same, things like that. Do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in Brazil? Or for example, like, are there a lot of protests that happen? Yeah, I mean, as I said before, there isn't a lot of, there aren't a lot of big conflicts, but yeah, definitely there are protests, not only young people, but most of them are, because as I said before, I think young people are more like open-minded, but yeah, definitely, I think I do see uh, young people. Awesome. And like, are these protests in regards to like maybe Black Lives Matter or are they in regards to like the environment or like the Amazon trying to protect the rainforest? Um, yeah, the Amazon is like really important and it's like mostly in Brazil. So there are a lot of protests about that, um, mainly because the president, um, again, uh, the president, he like he did some things about it. So, yeah, there are protests, but also Black Lives Matter when it became like a big thing not that it wasn't a big thing before but in the united states when it got a lot of like it got in the spotlight you could say um that happened in brazil about the same time as well um so yeah i think that um, about racism it's pretty big as well last question very open-ended there's no right or wrong answer mm-hmm. how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in brazil it's it's an interesting question um i think that like similarly to other countries um just speaking about it you know just talking about what you want to see happen or the problems in society is already like a big thing that can help bring like shine the spotlight again um to the problems that are happening to see if we can get those things resolved so i think that just talking about them and discussing them and thinking about ways to solve them um there are some projects like um mun right model united nations they help young people get together and like find solutions to to world problems. And in Brazil, there are a lot of MUNs. Um, Normally they're in in like international school and communities of international students, but there are some MUNs for like Brazilian students in Brazilian schools. So I think that as well, like there are also projects, it's not really with only young people, but for example, education, like higher education is much better in other countries. So there are projects that help give Brazilian young people um, scholarships to study somewhere else and come back to Brazil to make the country better. So yeah, I think that's it. That's really awesome. So just to like recap on everything, um, mm-hmm. basically having conversations, informing people about what's happening and getting others' perspective and collaborating mm-hmm. 
to see yeah. like what's a, the best resolution. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right. Those are all the conflict questions. Then we'll go to the food and culture. This first question is, what are some of the most popular dishes in Brazil? And like, is there a national dish? Um, I wouldn't say there's like one national dish. I mean, um, uh, picanha, it's like barbecued meat. I don't know, pão de queijo. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like this cheese bread thing. Yeah, pão de queijo, that translates to like cheesy bread, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. even though I might know about what they are, they're like, could you maybe explain them for the people that are listening? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also uh, feijoada. It's like, like, I guess, a bean stew with meat and different types of beef and pork. What else? Pastel. Uh, pastel. Um, it's like a fried empanada with, like, cheese or ground beef inside of it. It's, like, amazing as well. And like, are they more well-known throughout the whole country or like, are there dishes that depend on the region of Brazil? Uh, yeah, I mean, Brazil is a country that's like, it's pretty big and there are many different cultures. Like in the South of Brazil, the culture is more like affected by Europe and by Germany and the Netherlands. So the foods uh, vary compared to like, I don't know, the Northeast where it's very affected by African cultures. So there's like acarajé, which is very famous in the Northeast. What exactly is acarajé? Yeah, it's like, don't know how to explain it. It's like... Here, let me look up um, a picture. It's like a, a cake, but sour. And it has like uh, seafood inside of it. It has shrimp. Okay. Yeah, and like coconut, I guess. And it's it's really good. So they look like, so they're like croquetas? Yeah, like, yeah, kind of like croquetes, uh-huh. Like croquetes? Oh, wait, how do you guys say that in Portuguese? Croquete. Croquete? We say croquetas. Uh -huh. Is it's similar, but like so acarajé, it's a like a shrimp fritter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. And I it mean, comes hey, with like a spicy sauce sometimes, and it, it's really good. But it's only common in like the northeast, so not really in other regions. What would you say is your favorite Brazilian dish? Uh, that's a difficult question because all of them are good, but um, I love pão de queijo. Um, I make them a lot. Um, the frozen kind, I don't actually make them. <laughs> oh, dang it. I got so excited at first. I was like, really? Eduardo, pode cozinhar? Yeah, no, I'm not. Um, but I love pão de queijo. I like pastel as well. So, yeah, I think it would be one of those. So, pastel is the cheese pastry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. What's the name of like the cheese that comes in like the container that's like spreadable? Hold on. Hikijão. Like hikijão? Yeah, yeah, hikijão, uh-huh. I uh -huh. love that stuff. It is so good. <laughs> I mean, but like, would that be the cheese that would be used for a pão de queijo or like? Mm, no, <laughs> that's oh. like, we only use it to put on bread. Um, the, I don't really know what cheese is used for pão de queijo, but it's like more stretchy. It's not, it's not like that. I, I just want to look it up just for like my own curiosity. Oh, it's just like mozzarella or parmesan. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Do you have a special dish or like family recipe that gives you like good memories or like a good story? Not really. Um, I mean, we make a lot of different dishes. As um, as I told you, I had like stroganoff, uh, stroganoff last night. So we don't only make Brazilian dishes. And special recipes, um, I personally don't cook that much. We make like um, cookies and bread. My mom had like recipes. She used to sell cookies in her school. 
So like she has a recipe that she's always used. And sometimes we make them like we all get together and we make cookies. So I guess, yeah, but it's not really Brazilian. Also like pasta with bolognese, molho bolognese. Bolognese, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With that sauce, uh, my dad makes it um, and we make it a lot. So I think that would be as well, but not really like big, significant foods. So like, but what about like on holidays? Do you guys, would you guys make like, you know, big picanha or like anything? Mm, we make like churrasco sometimes or before the pandemic, right? We all get together, like the whole big family and we'd have a churrasco. So like there was picanha, there was, um, there were like hot dogs and everything like that. So yeah, I guess um, churrasco would be one. What, so churrasco, what does that translate to? Like barbecue? Yeah, it's a barbecue. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, like, what does that remind you of, Shuhasko? Does that remind you of, like, your family or holidays or, like, growing up? Mm, yeah, I, I say growing up because, like, um, now, um, I mean, I'm still growing up, obviously, but, like, um, during the pandemic, these last couple of years, um, we didn't get together that much or we didn't get together at all, actually, um, because we couldn't. So it reminds me of like when we used to get together, like everybody, cousins, aunts, everybody together. Yeah. So I think they remind me of family and like getting together, not only with family, but with friends, we'd go to like steakhouses. So I think that like this socialization thing mm -hmm. as well, I think that's like a big thing that it reminds me of. So it basically reminds you of like life before the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess and, you could say that. Mm -hmm. And do you miss it? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I do. Yeah. I miss it too. Does your family like make any dishes differently compared to like other families in Brazil? Like something special to like the feijoada or like if you guys make empadão de frango or like empadão de like anything? My grandma, she's from Lebanon. So um, she uses sometimes like different spices in um, foods from Brazil. But I guess not really. I don't know. I think you know it. Um, uh, arroz e feijão. I think you know what that is. It's rice and beans, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat it a lot in Brazil. Um, the beans are normally just pure beans, but sometimes my dad makes them with linguiça. I don't sausage? Know yeah, sausage. Yeah. But like the bigger ones in the beans. So I guess that would be something. And is, is, it, is the linguiça like spicy? Mm, sometimes the one the ones he uses not really because um, we don't really like spicy food. But yeah, normally they are spicy. Wait, so mm -hmm. your family doesn't like spicy food or like most Brazilians? Mm, no, I'd say like there are a lot of Brazilians and like Brazilian food that is spicy, like the acarajé, for example. But okay. I think it depends a lot on the family itself and like even on the region. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But still, the arroz e feijão, is it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Arroz e feijão with the yeah. linguiça? That sounds really good. Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Brazil yet. I really emphasize the yet part of that question. Mm -hmm. So what is one dish or like, what are some dishes from, from your country that when I traveled there, I like can't miss? Like, I mean, all of them, they're all super good. Um, I don't know if you have tried them like somewhere else. Like for example, there are, I think there are Brazilian steakhouses in the United States. There um, are, but I just don't know if they're authentic or not. I mean, well, oh. I actually did ask one of my my friend's mom, who's from um, Manaus, I think, and mm -hmm. and I asked her like, "Hey, is this place Fogujichao? Is that like authentic?" And she, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "It's authentic, but only on holidays. It's like very, it's very authentic, but like on rare occasions. Like it's mm -hmm. not common." Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't yeah. eat that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I wish I could. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But then with her and and my friend, um, we made empanadas de frango, and that mm-hmm. was like the best thing ever. It was so yeah, much it, fun, it was and it was good. like mm-hmm. with the crema leche, and then you mm-hmm. and everything. It was so fun. Oh, um, some uh in São Paulo and like in other places as well, there are um feiras, um, like markets, feiras. they're like yeah, farmers like, markets. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, they close like two blocks in the streets and they put like people take food to sell and they always have pastel which are like the fried empanadas with cheese and uh, caldo de cana I don't know what that would be like in English I don't know either (laughs) (laughs) it's made from sugar cane from sugar cane oh like juice like a sugar cane juice yeah kind of like that and then it's like a very common combination the pastel and caldo de cana here in Brazil so I think you should try that as well if you ever come here. When? Yeah, when. When you come here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to emphasize the when part. You said caldo de cana, which is like sugarcane juice in Portuguese. Uh-huh. In Spanish, caldo means like a soup. Oh, Like really? a broth. Like... Oh, in Portuguese, it means like, it well, could actually... mean like a, a juice or a drink, but normally it just means a liquid, I guess. But not really a soup. A soup would be a sopa. Hold on, wait. Mm-hmm. I really need to see this. My life might be a lie. I haven't been like speaking Spanish so much. Okay, some places it is it is considered soup. So like, so yeah, it is. It would be considered a soup in Spanish. But mm-hmm. then we also say sopa. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, basically all the dishes I have to try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the caldo jican. Yeah, with pastel. With pastel. Yeah. And then is there a specific type of pastel or is it like the cheese one or um yeah, normally the cheese one. And that's your favorite? Um yeah, it is. What does food mean for Brazilian culture? I mean, I know the question is very broad, but like basically it's just asking how important is food to Brazilian culture? I think it is. I think it's like very important. Um, I think like it means obviously we need to eat, um, and it means something good, right? If the food is good. But I think it also means like getting together. It means like um, socializing and having fun because whenever we like go out with friends and we meet family, there's always food. Um, There's always like a lot of food um, that we make, even like we make it together. So I think that it means like family and love, I guess, and like getting together. So it's like this very social thing as well. We use food to get to know people. So that is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. There's like, like like food is basically a way that like you can communicate yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome and then would you say that's like for in your opinion i mean i know you're one country out of 12 in south america but like Mm -hmm. would you say it's like similar for like other countries in you know uruguay or colombia Mm -hmm. i would yeah definitely i think they're all like very mm, they like to party they like to get together um i mean like very stereotypically but i think that is something that happens so I think that it means pretty much the same thing in all of them. Speaking of that, what do you think about Argentines or like Argentines or Urugu- Uruguayans and, you know, other South Americans mm. in South America? <laughs> Argentina, I mean, it's a country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but being for real, like, what do you think about Argentina or Chile or like other parts of south america um <laughs> i think they're like um i don't know they're like the people 
obviously you can't just generalize the whole country um, of course talk about what people are like um but like brazilians and argentinians they don't really like get mix, along i guess you could say yeah get along so yeah argentina really but other countries i mean i don't really have anything against them i think they're really interesting countries um they have very beautiful cultures and the food is amazing um so yeah but is it better than brazilian food Mm-mm, no way <laughs> <laughs> So Brazil is the best country in South America. Yeah, it is. <laughs> awesome. What dish or food makes you feel a sense of like home? I guess like, um, as I said, like churrasco, sometimes we used to make them like to get together. So I think that would be um, one dish. Rice and beans. Um, oh, I think I forgot to mention this, but we eat it almost every day. It's like the food that we eat with other things. So I guess it would be rice and beans because it's like, Almost every dinner has rice and beans. Um, lunch in school, they always serve rice and beans. So I think it would be like rice and beans, which is a very common combination. It is. Um, yeah, but like more personally, um, yeah, my grandma makes a really good um, beef stroganoff as well. So I think that would be something as well. Your grandmother from Lebanon or your grandmother no, from? The, the other one. The other one. She's from Brazil, Brazil, but she makes a really good stroganoff. Stroganoff, yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So you'd say the shuhasku or like stroganoff and arroz y fijão. Yeah. Nice. Three. So one question, let's say I'm going to Brazil for like two or three weeks. I know it sounds so, mm-hmm. so amazing. <laughs> where would you recommend me to go? Like, where would you recommend someone to go mm. if they were going to Brazil? I mean, it depends because Brazil has like the rainforest, which you can visit. It has like Kachinga, which is like type of desert you could say it has beaches it has like big cities Sao Paulo is like the fourth or fifth largest in the world so it depends a lot there are many different places you could go if you want to experience more like the people um, I guess you could go to Rio it's like the touristic place in Brazil right I think everybody knows more about Rio than the rest of Brazil I mean like to visit places and to get to be a tourist, I don't think Sao Paulo would be like a great idea because it's like an urban city, so there aren't many options. Um, there are some great places to visit nature, like in the rainforest. So yeah, it depends on what you want. I mean, what if somebody was just like, I'll go anywhere in Brazil? There are like many small beaches, which is something that I've been to and they are very nice. It's like an empty beach just for you. Um, so like anywhere in the, the coast, right, the litoral. You could come to Sao Paulo. I think it's like very interesting as well. Um, and Rio, obviously, everybody wants to go to Rio. So Rio as well. But do you think Rio's worth visiting, in your opinion, as a Brazilian? There are some interesting places, but like me personally, I would say that it's a little bit overrated because um, people think that Rio is Brazil, but it's definitely not. There are so many other things like in other places. So, I mean, no, I wouldn't really say it's worth it. And... One last question. Let's mm-hmm. say you're talking to someone and they have no idea that Brazil is a country. They don't even know anything about it. And you had mm-hmm. to tell them one thing about Brazil. What would you tell them? That's a difficult question. What would I tell them? Like if they have no idea what Brazil is. like They have no idea like what Brazil is. Very neutral opinion because they haven't been influenced by media or anything or history. I don't know. I guess I just say it's like... <laughs> Um, an amazing country. The, there are so many different cultures. Um, I guess I would talk about the people, how the people are different, but they're very like 
happy people they're very like receptive i guess i don't know and they're very like happy and they like to party and have fun so yeah i think that's what i would say i don't know hey that's pretty great that's all the questions thank you so much for doing this with me i hope you had fun i had a lot of fun uh -huh. learning more about brazil eu gosto de dizer muito obrigado por para fazendo de essa entrevista comigo uh -huh. how do you say that Obrigado por participar da entrevista. Muito obrigado por participar dessa entrevista comigo. Yes, de nada. <laughs> okay, thank you. But I definitely feel like I should learn Portuguese because it's so similar to Spanish. Yeah, it is. There are so many Portuguese speakers in Latin America. So mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, might, might as well learn your language. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.